And now we're rolling. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Chris J. Alex. And Andrew Bush. How's it going, everybody? We are American Otaku. I have a slight cold today, everybody. So. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was a, that was hella loud, man. You sniffled right in my, right <laughs> so, in my shit. Thank you for that. that. Thank you for that. Oh man, so how was your week, Jay? My week, my week was um, it was it was pretty busy. It was um, I think I had I don't know. It just went by. It went by really fast. Um, how was your week? My week went by fast too, but I didn't have anything super special. I just had work and the Japanese groups and I saw you at both of them. Yeah, yeah. So for anybody who's going to be in the Los Angeles area and you want to speak some Japanese. Every Tuesday and Thursday, there is a Japanese meetup. Uh, one in Burbank, which Andrew runs. He is the head mm-hmm. of. You can go down there. You can learn to neat Hongo. And there's also one in K-Town. So um, get on meetup, and you can see if you're going to be in a lot. I made a special there. Twitter, actually, just for our meetup. Well, which it? It's twitter.com slash Burbank Japanese. Burbank Japanese. That is, uh, that's hard to remember. So uh, <laughs> I, I'd imagine you just want to listen to this podcast when you get home and get a pen and paper so you can remember that. Meetup.com slash Nihon LA is also another way you can find us. Way, way easier. Way easier that way. So I, I already remember that one. <laughs> I think Burbank Japanese is fairly easy, isn't it? No, no not at all. Oh, okay. You are delusional and mm. you are biased because it's your thing. So, um, let's talk about uh, current events. It was Michael Jackson's birthdays. No jokes. No jokes. <laughs> was it today? No, it was yesterday. Okay. okay. Michael Jackson's birthday yesterday. It was a week from, from me. Uh, and, then, um, and then today was, uh, I think it was National Bowtie Day. But don't quote me on it. I you know what else happened? It. Just happened. What? But just before like I came here, Wes Craven died. Oh, damn. Of brain cancer, apparently. Damn. Yeah. Well, so, uh... Yeah, Scream was huge when we were in high school. Like, the first Scream. And, you know, he's like one of those like master horror types. But yeah, he was... Yeah, that's that's sad. That is, that is sad. Um, well, I mean, that just goes to show you. Uh, tomorrow is not promised to anyone. So make sure you, you do the most you can. And uh, you enjoy the present. Be present. You can never... Um, I believe Uguay said it best. He said something in Kung Fu Panda. I don't want to misquote Uguay because that, you better is, not. that is just bad. To, but just watch the damn cartoon. He's like uh, something about the present being a present because, yeah, something like that. So listen to Uguay. Listen to the damn turtle. Be present. <laughs> Be happy. Be happy. If you're if you if you can't find a reason to be happy, well, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. You will never be content ever in your life, no matter how many goals you make. But that doesn't mean you can't be happy. So be present. And I'm going to get off my soapbox now. I don't have my sound effects, but just imagine the sound <laughs> of me getting off a soapbox. Yeah, we're, we're a little bit low-key today, I think, but it's going to be all right. <clears throat> so what else is going on today? What, 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 what's going on in the world today? I'm going to Google it to see... What's current going events? On All right, here we go. Today. Oh, current events. That's even better. I'm reading current events Cue today. The news uh, uh, sound effect. Breaking news. I'm almost scared to. I'm scared to look at the news. I, I don't look at the news for obvious reasons because um, you get depressed. Well, I don't get depressed, but I get scared because I live in a shitty neighborhood, <laughs> and um, you know I, I hear a lot of things that I like to uh, I like to imagine are fireworks. So I just say, hey, it's it's Fourth of July all the time. <laughs> Nothing to be scared about. I don't want to hear what's going on. I lived in NoHo for a good year and a half, and it was like that was maybe a firework. Yeah. Well, NoHo, NoHo's all right. I mean, no, NoHo's all right. I, I actually like NoHo. There's tons of parking. And um, compared to here, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, VMAs is that, is that tonight? I, I'm I'm not sure. I think I think it's it's well, it's damn near soon. So. Oh, actually, I think I read that uh, Molly Cyrus is like literally nearly completely naked on the red carpet or something like that. Well, it's going to be hard to top whatever she did last time. I mean, she, I mean, look what she did. It's working with Beetlejuice. 
Ah, the advent of, of twerking. <laughs> Thank you, Miley, for, um, for making that mainstream. Yeah, so in Atlanta, when we had like high school dances and shit, like, we called it like grinding, I think. And I think it's a different thing. A thing is, it? is like the actual movement of the booty. Meat yeah. Of, of, yeah, it's like the booty meat moving. A yeah. Certain different, I think it's a certain way that you do, and that's the twerking. But don't take me up on it because I am not a twerkologist. So, um, <laughs> but I'm sure you can. Please consult a, ma- a master. Yes, uh, somebody with preferably the hind parts that jiggle and wiggle. And uh, I think they'll be able to tell you. But yeah, twerking is thing. Oh, speaking of crazy ass dance, have you seen the new stuff? I don't even know if it's new, but have you seen like the crazy shit that they're doing on like Kingston and shit like that, where it's like off the top rope and these motherfuckers are like jumping on Kingston, like Jamaica. Like yeah, it's like some weird Jamaican dance. I don't need. I don't know if where it's from, but like I saw like we were. I forgot where we were, but we were hanging out, and this dude showed me this video, and I think it was directed by the same guys who did like uh, Tim and Eric's awesome world or something like that but it was it's it's the weirdest thing i want to i want to youtube it right now i don't want to do it under my account because i want people to think i'm looking at crazy shit but, <laughs> but it's it's the weird it's like dancing mixed with wwf mixed with like freaking is there a name for it i have no idea i'm sure like twerking's involved with wrestling and shit it's it's weird so you were so so remember when you were like you were in um you were in high school and everyone liked to dance and like the goal of the night was find a girl with a nice fat butt and you get behind her and you know (laughs) like you make balloon animals or some shit and you know you look cool dancing with it but essentially you're just like grinding so it's that mixed with like wwf it's some weird shit. Okay. I'm going to show I'm you. I'm trying that. to imagine it, but I, I don't have it fully, I think. It's weird. It's like, it's. I don't even know what the keywords would be. I'm just going to type in resume. Let me ask you a question. Dancing. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but remember the Yin Yang Twins? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, they yeah, had yeah, that yeah. fucking song, Whistle While You Twerk. Was that the same twerk? I think it is. See, ten, ten years before, or 15 years before Miley yeah, Cyrus? Yeah, like I'm, I'm telling you, white people didn't know twerking was a thing until Miley came around. And then Miley, I, I grew up seeing it in high school, but we didn't say twerk. Yeah, that that's the same thing, twerking. Twerk. It was grinding or booty dancing. People yeah. call it booty dancing. Yeah, it's, well, it's twerking. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. this right here. See, I, I wish you could see his reaction. Look up. Jamaican, uh, what is it? Jamaican nightclub dancing. Look at this shit. <laughs> they have the WWF commentary in it. This is crazy. Yeah, keep keep watching though. Like he goes off the top rope. Like I'm I'm not making this up. Okay, so they're kind of like pole dancing. I have no idea what they're the doing. Thing. Like a type of pole dancing with a girl, uh, and the girl's just like bent over and. I don't know what the it, fuck It's is. like a mix of pole dancing and wrestling. I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Yeah, but this is So thing. this is like a new evolution of oh, some shit? My, I don't, it's a train wreck. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I feel bad telling people about this because, I mean, he's, okay, yeah, we've seen him now. But, wow, that that is a thing. Somebody showed that to me. I'm like... Really? Like G Willikers. That sure is crazy. And I almost sounded like I almost sounded like, you know, when them old people that be like, I can't believe what they doing. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Like, like I, our parents talking about twerking, like, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's like we used to slow band dance back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was something special. Now y'all just humping like it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. gone. The evolution has uh, has taken it to a, a new place. It was it was weird for me whenever Miley Cyrus came out doing that twerking shit and everybody went crazy over it because I, I kind of grew up seeing it and, and it was like, why is everybody going so nuts? Was it the first time on TV? You know, we grew up seeing, seeing it, but there's a difference between, I guess it was like where it was at. Like, you know, it's, I guess it's like, you know, it's, you would you would have to be at least eighteen and be at a nightclub to see it, but I guess I mean you know when it's maybe on every MTV all of America at 8 o'clock at night and then it was like oh my goodness what's going on and like, older people are watching it and they're like what is going on yes and it, yeah it was and now it's like it's been around so much like lately where it's kind of desensitized to it so now yeah. we get the you know the WWF yeah. but I mean just the initial shock like you would see like damn that's that's the type of dance you're supposed to do when, you know, it's real dark in the club. You can't see nothing and you're drunk. That's that's what you do. And here we are. It's, it's 8 o'clock at night. And 
it's on stage in front of people eating dinner late dinner oh yeah yeah Yeah. oh so it was just like kind of on display for like a normal audience and it was easy to see and it was like yeah it was this girl that was had like this clean image from before yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like it's miley like damn okay i was like okay so she was like a tween idol yeah type of thing it was just unexpected but i mean i guess that's just um i guess well i mean there goes trend setting i mean that is an that is a master class in trend setting she, I guess I heard like a couple of interviews. She said it was an orchest- organized train wreck, and it was. You it know, works, exactly that's for did. sure. And now for everybody's sure. on it. So, shout out to Miley Cyrus for um, from South Park. Actually, made some reference to about like they said that it's not about like selling records so much anymore. It's about becoming a a trend on Twitter. It's about becoming a topic of conversation. Like that's. That kind of shit is more important than any kind of artistry right now <laughs> in the Twitter generation. Like, if you, the, you get, it's more important to have more hashtags than it is to sell more copies. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, because I guess in the grand scheme of things, it all equals sales anyway or monetization of some. If you get, I guess, yeah, monetization of some sort, if you just get a whole bunch of eyeballs on you. We live in the, uh, we live in a in, um, consumer conscious or uh, conscious capitalistic. Uh, era right now where everyone's like, yo, if I get some eyeballs and balls on me, if I get a following, then that equals money. So if you see how much she's been able to write it since then, yeah. it's crazy. Not just that, just I mean, just everyone in general. You know, people popping on Instagram, people popping on YouTube. Like that's a whole thing now. I remember back in the day, if I, if I remember, I wanted a Neo Geo, <laughs> dude. I, I wanted one so I bad. Wanted a Neo Geo was too young to work, and I was thinking, okay. <laughs> and I, I need a thousand dollars if I could just shovel. If I could just shovel like a hundred driveways or something. Crazy let let shit. me ask though: the cartridge or the CD system? No, 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 no. I wanted the cartridge system. The cartridge system. Okay. Yeah. The CD took too long to load. In fact, yeah, it did. It, 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 I mean, the, the CD system even wasn't a factor because then it, it was like it evolved a little bit. And then I was a little bit older, and that was that seemed attainable because I was only like like five hundred or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. But back when it wasn't, I wanted the cartridges, so I was like, yo, how do I make enough money? I would, like, try to mow lawns or something. Remember that shit? Yeah, And you would, yeah. you would bust your ass yeah. for, like, you know, two hours mowing the lawn and maybe get $8. Dude, it was, was that was rough back then, man. Oh, my God. That money. $8. You could, right now, I think you can get, like, um, like a drink at Starbucks for that type of, for that type of money. Yeah, one. And yeah. then maybe some popcorn. Yeah, and they won't even stir it. They just look at you and they're like, "Yeah, take it cheap, ass." Dude, we have brought up S and K every single podcast. I think because it's a way of life. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It is though. a way of life. It Dude, is, is real. I actually, when I was in Japan, I actually got a Neo Geo CD, Did but you? the fucking load times were so ridiculous. Yeah. And I only had one controller, I think. It almost wasn't worth it, especially when there's, like, emulators out now. Yeah. And there's... The cartridge is, like, no load time. And there's only, like, two or three games that were CD only. They are Samurai Spirits RPG, Samurai Showdown RPG, which has no English translation, which is fine because I've been studying for Japanese for ten years, so I I can sort of play that one. Mm. I played on emulator. And then something called Cross Swords, and I played that on emulator, and it's it's just okay. Anyway, this is a big ass ch- tangent from Miley Cyrus, but no, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I did the same thing. I mean, um, yeah, um, I'm, I actually bought. Um, did you ever get a Sega Saturn? I had a Saturn. Yeah, it was a great system. You know, you could get like the import Neo Geo game. Yeah, like, Saturn was actually great at two D fighters. It was dope if you had the cartridges. I think I think I'm re- I'm pretty sure I'm rehashing, but you. You could play Samurai Showdown. That had a little bit of load time on it, but it wasn't bad. You play that. You could play um, like Street Fighter versus X Men. That was like the first time. That was the shit. That. that was the shit. Yeah. yeah. So you could you, you can do some damage on on the old school Saturn. So uh, let's make a little segue. What um, I you have some mythology for us or something like that? The Batman. So I we don't have to spend the whole time on this one, but um, I. I wanted like a little sequel to the Superman philosophy one. Okay, uh, he's got this uh, topic that's near and dear to his heart. So yeah, let's, uh, let's let him. And just like Batman is more popular than Superman, I feel like this one might be more fun and more interesting than Superman one. But we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Again, disclaimer: I'm not a fucking philosopher. I'm just a fan that looks up shit on Wikipedia. So here we go. Um, and I get some of my info 
not from Wikipedia, but from uh, <clears throat> a book called Batman and Philosophy, The Dark Knight of the Soul, by uh, William Irwin, Mark D. White, and Robert Arp. All right, anyway. Uh, and actually, this shit actually relates to Batman Begins and the Dark Knight movies. So if you've seen the movies, okay. you're going to know exactly what we're talking about um, as soon as I get through with it. Okay. There's, uh, so Batman Begins has a scene on the train. Am I still on? Yeah, you're on. Okay, cool. Batman Begins has a scene on the train at the end where he says to Liam Neeson's character, Ra's al Ghul, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you either. You remember that scene? Uh, vaguely, yes, I do. Okay. It's at the very end, and it makes it seem like sort of kind of he dies. Uh-huh. Um, Ra's al Ghul. This is maybe a hint at something called the trolley problem. This is a famous thought experiment in ethics. The general form of the problem is this. There is a tr- run, runaway trolley barreling down the railway tracks. Ahead on the tracks, there are five people tied up and unable to move. The trolley is headed straight for them. You are standing some distance off in the, in the train yard next to a lever. If you pull this lever, the trolley will switch to a different set of tracks. However, you notice that there is one person on the other side of the track. You have two options. Do nothing, and the trolley kills the five people on the main track. Option number two, pull the lever, diverting the trolley onto the sidetrack where it will just kill one person, which is the correct cho- choice. Um, and this is, this famous, this is, uh, no one actually, I think anyway, uh, put this into the movies, uh, on purpose. Again, it's just one line and they're on a train. It's just like a slight reference, mm. but I thought that was kind of interesting. And this is where it gets a little bit deeper too here. This thought experiment can be thought of in terms of the Joker and Batman. Batman, time and time again, refuses to kill the Joker. He refuses to kill the one person. This one person to... to uh, and uh, if he were to kill the Joker, how many future lives would be saved? Probably countless. This part of, the, of Batman is tested to the extreme in the Red Hood storyline. If you haven't seen Batman Under the Red Hood... It's an animated DC feature mm-hmm. with J- the Jason Todd character. He's like, why the fuck are you... You're like choosing the Joker over me. I'm one of the Robins. Mm-hmm. You know? You're choosing the one over the five. Wait, wait, wait. No, you're, cho- you're choosing the five over... Wait, how am I... <laughs> if he kills the Joker, he kills the one. Yeah. No, wait, wait. No, if he kills the Joker, then he saves countless. Yeah. And, Potentially. And then if he doesn't, then he saves the one. Then he's the Joker. They yeah. say yes, exactly. He just saves the Joker, and obviously in the storyline, the Joker pretty much always has one mo, which is killing a bunch of fucking people just to fuck with Batman. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, that's partially Batman Begins, and that's partially Under the Red Hood, mm-hmm. and that stuff is. It wasn't in the Batman Mythos when it was first made, like the Uberman shit with Superman. This kind of stuff kind of came about after, you know, 75 years of writing the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'd, I'd imagine, uh, that, um, I mean, none of that was an issue with the Adam West Batman. No. You know what? The, even before Adam West, it uh-huh. was the comics were a bit darker. Yeah. Adam West made it, like, a little bit hokey, but it was fun. Um, and the Dark Knight. So, the Dark Knight scene, there's that last scene where the people are on the two different boats. Mm-hmm. One group is like regular civilians, and the other group is uh, prisoners. This is a modified version of what's known as the prisoner's dilemma. Let me explain what that is. Two members of a criminal gang are arrested and imprisoned. Each prisoner is in solitary confinement with no means of communicating with the other. The prosecutors lack sufficient evidence to convict the pair on the principal charge. They hope to get both sentenced to a year in prison on a lesser charge. Simultaneously, the prosecutors offer each prisoner a bargain. Each prisoner is given the opportunity to either betray the other by testifying that the other committed the crime or to cooperate with the other by remaining silent. The offer is, if A and B betray each other, each of them serves two years in prison. If If A betrays B but B remains silent, A will be set free and B will serve three years in prison and vice versa. If A and B both remain silent, both of them will serve only one year in prison on the lesser charge. It is implied that the prisoners will have no opportunity to reward or punish their partner other than the prison sentences they get, and that their decision will not affect their reputation in the future, 
because betraying a partner often offers a greater reward than cooperating with them, all purely rational, self-interested prisoners would betray the other. And so the only possible outcome for two purely rational prisoners is for them to betray each other. The interesting part of this result is that pursuing individual reward logically leads both of the prisoners to betray when they would get a better reward if they both just keep silent. In reality, humans display a systematic bias towards cooperative behavior in this and similar games. This is a part of game, what's known as game theory, mm-hmm. I think, anyway. Uh, uh, what was I? Much more so than predicted by simple models of rational self-interested action. No one put this in there with the boats. You know, they're do they one blows up the other? With you know, they have they they'll have the chance to blow up one another. Mm-hmm. It's it's a modified version of the prisoner's dilemma. It's it's right there. It's clear as day. Uh, in the comics and the movies, uh, the Joker is there just to fuck with Batman. Basically, in the Dark Knight, he even says he doesn't want to kill Batman. He just wants to test him. He wants to break him. You can see this in the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight where the Joker says, Tonight you're going to break your one rule. The Joker is the unstoppable force and Batman is the immovable object that they talk about in that last scene. One of the last scenes in that movie. He seemed to have been broken and made completely insane. The Joker seems to have been made broken and completely insane by society and he wants to break Batman's belief in humanity to really push him over the edge of insanity that Batman is already teetering on. Of course, unlike in the prisoner's dilemma where they both betray each other, the the people in the boats keep silent. Thus, uh, this restores faith in humanity, essentially. It seemed like in the movie that Batman always believed anyway, and the Joker mm-hmm. was like actually surprised. You know, He was like counting down until someone blew up the other. Mm-hmm. It was like Joker read about the prisoner's dilemma and was like, I'm going to fucking make this happen on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's basically it. But I just thought that was like some cool shit. That was interesting reading. Yeah. And then like the Dark Knight Rises, I I don't, I haven't read anything about that. I mean, um, but definitely in those first two movies, like Christopher Nolan is just a fucking smart dude. And I mean, he, he doesn't write the whole thing, but I think that he does have a hand in like putting those things in there. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? What do I think? Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, you know, shit. Kill the one guy. Kill the one. Kill the kill, one guy. Kill uh, Joker. Kill the one guy. Kill the one guy. No snitching. Why there do you think? Go. Why do you think Batman won't kill? Because then we don't have any more comic books. We won't have the Joker anymore. You think it's just just a sell point? Well, I'm not, I'm I'm giving you I'm giving you the very brainy. Well, I'm giving you the just the the very um the obvious answer. Like obviously, that you don't kill off your your greatest nemesis in in, in a series. You just that's that's probably a huge part of yeah, it. Yeah, you don't do it. But I mean, yeah. but then again, yeah, I mean, I I think that's the most obvious answer, and that's probably what it is. I mean, we can complicate it all we want, and how you say, okay, well, you know, just story wise, and it's the internal struggle, and yeah, you know, but sometimes the, the simplest answer is. Is the answer? I think part of the reason, the way that they're phrasing it, other than the sales, I mean, obviously than, that's a huge than, thing. Yeah, other than other that. than sales, it's uh, the way they write Batman's psychology is that he, uh, he, if he if he starts killing people, he he becomes the Joker. He 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 has he's crossed the line because he he often feels like he is very close to becoming one of the villains. I don't really agree. You don't think so? No, no. If you think about it, I mean, I mean, if you kill Osama bin Laden, does that make you bin Laden? I'm not saying it's exactly right in the real world, but I'm saying that's is. Batman's psychology. It could, yeah, it could be his psychology, but yeah, yeah, I, I get it, I get it. That could be one of the issues that he's facing. Like he, like if you're like, writing it in pseudo realistic, in a pseudo realistic way, uh, the Batman. He does know he's kind of crazy for wearing a bat suit, you know. It's like, but is it crazy though? I mean, because it, then you become an idea, and an idea could live on forever as opposed to just an individual. And I think he gets that. that. There's still, a, I think, there's still a bit of insanity to that. I mean, I'm a huge Batman it's fan. Not, it's Everybody knows not that about rational, me. but I think it's calculated irrationality, which would makes him interesting. I I, th- I think that I think that Batman is sort of teetering on insanity. 
He really yeah. is. He, but he, for some reason, there's this cool line where he says, like, to one of his villains, you looked into the abyss and you fell in, or something like that, whereas I, I never did. I looked, I looked into the abyss. Oh, I looked into the abyss and I smiled back. Or some, something like that. I'm really fucking up the line, but <laughs> it was it was something like that. And it's like he's constantly has to remind himself that he has to not be as crazy as his own villains are. And even in like the fucking like the Joker, he's like you're a freak like me. You know, he's always pushing. Like there's that scene in The Dark Knight where he's like, "How many friends have I killed? How many how many friends of yours have I killed?" You know, he's mm. he's fucking pushing you all the time. So he's. It's like Satan, you know, like the idea of Satan, like something like that. Like, I think he has to be crazy not to kill him, but that's just I mean, me. I'm, it's good to hear, you know, a different viewpoint. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think I want him to kill him, but I do think he needs no, to fucking of stop. Nobody wants he needs him. to fucking stop uh, uh, breaking out of Arkham. <laughs> but then you need to, but then you need to sell some more comic books. Yeah. So it's like it's fucking never ending. Okay, I get that. So, um, uh, so how would you change if you were a writer in the room? What, what would you What would you do differently? It would depend on if uh, if it was an ongoing series or if it was of course like a, an if it was, if it was like well, like in like the Injustice storyline and and like it, the Dark Knight, like they're kind of enclosed. Pick your own line. If it was my own line, pick your own. If line. it was my own line, uh, let me think. Would I kill him? If I did, it would kind of be like the a very extreme circumstance, like. But aren't they all extreme in that world? Yeah, you really. Hmm. I don't know. I would have to like know the more factors because I, I I wouldn't act just on bloodlust, like just to. Just so I wanted to kill the Joker, because mm-hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm th- well, I'm just thinking writing wise. Like if you were writing a Batman, if you were writing a Batman property, would you would you like have the end, like the end of the storyline? Batman just like snaps his neck. Oh fuck no, no way. What would you do? No way, because when he dies, he's, we're done watching. It's over. If we, but if, but if it's an, if, if that enclosed storyline, that enclosed graphic novel, no, I still wouldn't. Really? Okay. No. I would, I would, I mean, I would leave, I just, I just would always leave it open-ended because then you can, you, you can imagine for yourself what's the next step, what's going to happen. There's that, speaking of encapsulated storylines, there's a famous one, um, The Killing Joke by Alan Moore. Um, And Alan Moore's the guy that wrote Watchmen and a bunch of other shit. Uh, mm. But he, uh, it's a very weird circumstance where, uh, people have these like fan theories that that Batman does kill the Joker. Like Joker finally makes him step over the line, and that's Joker's final joke. He makes Batman into a joke in a sense by making Batman kill him. That's just a fan theory because they're in the panels. Like Batman has like his hands around his neck, and it's like kind of silhouetted, and like Joker's laughing. It's ha 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 ha. And then there's like the the next panel, the laughing stops, mm. and. It's kind of open-ended, and Alan Moore swears up and down that wasn't the idea. But the theory is that the artist threw this in there, not the it writer. Be. It could be. Yeah. So, and, be. The, and the people have been talking about this for 20 years. But there's a lot of hands in the pot, man, when it comes to it. I mean, there's a lot of heads that come together to, to, to make storylines work, you know. So, yeah. So, I guess I guess you can tell a story... You know, three different times. I mean, the way that's in order, the the through the through the visual and and through, I guess if you're reading a comic books through you know the through the literary, you know, you can edit it. You can seemingly edit a story three different ways. I mean, it's it's entirely possible. I mean, I could see Alan Moore not wanting to kill the Joker, mm-hmm. but I could see like the artist being like, "Hmm, this is kind of an epic opportunity right it's here." It's interesting. Yeah. It makes you think, and I think that's ultimately that's 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 what a good story does. It makes you think, and it's been making Batman fans argue for fucking twenty years. Congratulations, <laughs> hands all around. Let's just give a round of Woo! applause for all there. But you know what? They're, they're making an animated now. feature with Mark Hamill, and I think Kevin Conroy is on board, and they're going to finally make the animated movie of this. So that's going to be fucking awesome. That'll be awesome. Yeah, she in Hall H. <laughs> see you in Hall H for that. See one. you in Hall H. See you in Hall H. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I've 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 been down to Comic Con. So if you ever been to Comic Con, the biggest hall is like Hall H, just the one where you got to like camp out and shit and get all in in order to get in. I I personally never have. Um, I've only been in Hall H once, and that was to support a buddy. But then they ended up not being there, so I was like, Bleh. and then I left. It's but, it's awesome, but you know what? It, you can wait to the next day, and the whole panel's online. I mean, the trailers aren't. Half the trailers aren't. They get yeah, leaked. They get bootlegged, yeah. They get leaked. Like, Captain America just got some leaked footage from D23, too, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. D23. I wanted to go there. Um, I found out about it too late, though. I was going to go down to D23. That would have been cool. That would have been different. Apparently, though, they were like... They were like pushing the Disney agenda hard. Like they they well, made they, they made like all the actors like recite their most famous their most fond Disney memory. Like Ben Kingsley was talking about how much he loves when you wish upon a star and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're Disney and you own everything, you can. Yeah, they got the power. they got some star got power, power, man. They they got some star power. I mean, what what they? Yeah, they. They own the Muppets now. They own. Uh, they own um, Marvel. That's a uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. That's a powerhouse. Marvel and man. Star Wars. That's it. And so Disney shit on top of that. So really, they don't have to go to a Comic Con ever again. I mean, I think they D20, don't. D twenty three. That's going to be their. The the the, room, the rumors that they might they might quit Comic Con completely. But, but yeah, I mean, think about it. With this, what happened this year was like. They they did already announce something not at D twenty three but they announced their full line at El Capitan in uh, in Hollywood mm-hmm. and like on like a Tuesday morning or something with like almost no one well not a huge huge crowd not like Comic Con crowds and then oh, God, and then please, they, they don't only, give us a Comic Con crowd in the middle of Hollywood no oh we don't gosh. need it uh, no please but traffic's they, bad enough go ahead they only had Ant Man and like it came out a week after so it was like we don't really have anything hmm. I mean. Marvel TV was there. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, maybe they want to pull out and just be on D23 forever. Or maybe yeah, it was just I would imagine, weird cause timing. Because I, I would imagine that would, would that not be a conflict of interest? Because, I mean, Comic-Con, I mean, that's, they, don't, they don't own any of that. So, but D23, they own all of that. So I mean, it's, it's a weird question because it's like, do you get, does competition actually help you? Or does, does like, not getting lost in the sea of other announcements like but, I mean, being your own thing gazillions of marketing dollars for everything I mean they've got that down to a science they don't need anyone I I, I, I very much doubt Comic Con does little if anything for them you think they're going to leave you think they're, gonna, they're not I coming mean, back I mean if I if I owned a boat <laughs> and I wanted to show my boat off to people and I could show my boat off at someone else's expo or I could start an expo and then show all of my boats and I get more money off of showing my. I'm gonna go for you know making my boat show go. I guess so, man. But it just kind of it, it's it kills the vibe from all the years that it's been kind of the same. Oh well, let's like, let, let's not even get on that topic because Comic Con's not even about comic books anymore. Let's. Oh, I know that, but I'm, I'm just talking about the movies. I'm just talking about the movies. Okay, because I was like, we're yeah. we're far from the pure. The no, pure yeah. days of Comic Con. Where I'm not. Guys. I'm not even talking about that. Oh, you're, you're talking about just mainly the, uh... like just having like the Marvel movie announcements on Friday, and then having the DC movie announcements on Saturday. Like that was kind of a cool thing, but now it's like a whole other deal. And I get it from a producer standpoint. Yes, it yeah. makes total sense. Like I, I'm the kind of guy where I have like a fan. I have a, my fan mentality. My I wear my fan cap mm-hmm. and I wear my producer cap, and I know I can see both sides. Yeah. But it's, you know, yeah, from a producer standpoint, in total sense. From a fan standpoint, as a guy that lives in L.A. and has to fucking go to two different ones now, that part sucks. But at least you live in L.A., though. So well, yeah, that's true. You, you that's just true. drive. I would much rather drive to Anaheim than Long uh, than, uh, than San Diego. Yeah. Because yeah. then you got to find a hotel. And, uh, and true, yeah, 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 like this was the last year for me. I was like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I've. I, I can catch it online now. I don't have to be. I mean, the most important thing is the you know, the meetings, and the <laughs> yeah, yeah and the work yeah. for me. So now I was like, I can do all that here. I really, I don't. I don't have to go anymore. I just don't. When I first went, I went for like three days, and then like for two years, I went like all four days. I think oh, that's so much. And I was, it was a lot, man. It was yeah. quite a lot. I think the one I did the most at was twenty thirteen. 
And last year was sort of chill. But this year, I, I just went two days. I was like in and out. I was like Friday, Saturday, gone. Yeah. And it was good. I was like, I've kind of learned how to work San Diego Comic-Con now. Yeah. I'm but, a veteran. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And I guess for me, it's like, it's not really, it's just not really exciting for me to go into a room or stand in line to hear someone talk about a show <laughs> that I could just see online. And not staying like I, I just I, I don't, don't know, know, man. I mean, I I like hearing some of the announcements and some like the the comic some of the comic book writers are there and like I do, but I, I mean, there's Twitter. <laughs> there's, there's yeah, but I mean, there's some of being in person. Like I mean, I get it too. I mean, yeah. I like I like I, I like it. But look, I, I mean, don't camp out in front of Hall Hall H. I actually yeah. have a connection that gets me in yeah but even awesome, still but if, if if I'm gonna play that if I'm gonna play the connection card, I don't fucking have to go all the way to San Diego. I, no, but to be at the Hall H and experience, experience that energy in person. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you know, you could you could watch a movie on your phone or you can go to the movie theater. You know what I mean? It's like that Yeah, it's communal. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's communal. I definitely get it. I, 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 you know, I guess it's different from me because I would much rather be on the stand. I'd much rather be on the panel. As no, I know. You said that before. You were like, fuck, I want to be up yeah, there. Rather, I understand that. I mean, you, you have like crazy ambition yeah. to, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's the difference between like, hey, I'm, I want to, I want to see a rock concert as opposed to like, I want, I want to play that stage. I want, I want to play that stage. Yeah, yeah, and it's the difference between watching a concert video and being at a concert. Yeah, like, you know what I yeah. mean. Let's, there's, yeah. there's, there's energy in the room. Like, yeah. I, on a similar topic, like I, I go to A3 every year, and a lot of my, you know, some, some people. I'm not gonna even go even further than that, but like they, uh, they were like, I can just see these announcements online. And I was like, but then you, E3, you get to play. You stuff. can pl- you like can that's... play the demos and stuff. Yeah, that's, and, yeah, yeah, you get to play stuff. And the, the, there's, a, I mean, there's the energy of the room. Yes, it is a fucking trek to fucking go out there. Even if you live in LA, it's kind of annoying. But there's still the energy of the actual yeah. event. Yeah, I get that because I like going to E3. Yeah, E3 is fun. It's is fun. It, I think it's the prettiest of the cons. Like. Like there's just so much sensory stuff going on with the big oh, screens and the lights. Yeah, and yes, yes. Like it's a, it's the prettiest of the cons by far. Um, it's I've industry not, only. I've not been to CES though. I bet that would be really fun because that I one haven't been. There's also PAX in Seattle. Ah, uh, PAX. I'm okay. You never been? Have you been to that one? No, nah, I haven't. I haven't been to PAX, but um, you know, I do. I do PAX. Yeah. I'd go to Seattle. I've never been to Seattle before. I wouldn't want to do like Tokyo Game Show or something like that. That, that was, you know, fun. that was my first convention. What Tokyo Game Show in two thousand eight? How do you go back after that? Like, it's got to be crazy over there, right? Um, it was weird because it's it's so like after like five or some shit, it it's industry only. So it's like a mix of a regular con uh, then and then E three where out. it's industry only. So they, we, dude, we didn't even know this. So we went. We were there for about two hours. And it was cool. Mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of shit. It's a lot like E3, just in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then we go and get some food, and we try to walk back in, and then we're like, oh, industry only now. And so we were just <laughs> shit out of luck. <laughs> but it, it was fun, and it was my first convention. Um, yeah, it was great. It was good. I might make a trip and go there. Can we can we talk about Disney again? I was because I was, I was, um, <laughs> yes, I was, yes, I was in can. my car. I was thinking. I was like, um, I remember. Um, I just I don't know something about I'm just the Lion King came up to me uh-huh. like I just thought about the Lion King I was like damn that was such a great movie like I didn't realize until like until I got older and maybe because like it's 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 ingrained in my senses and I real and I remember growing up to it and and how I felt when I was a kid but I was just like yo that's that was a great movie what's I, this is the interviewer in me like what specifically like what was, what like really hit it home? was everything you know what it was it was this it was this story it was the relationship between simba and mufasa the casting um the acting it was just like james Earl jones he does a movie like what every like 10 years and I it's a no huge idea, huge hit but it was it was between it was just everything was like just I don't know. I think did we talk about this? How like you know back in the old days, it used to be like you would get like 
like a couple like blockbusters a year and like those would be the movies that everyone see they would be like you know cups at mcdonald's and you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know because you know the studio like just the cycle was way longer you know you had to wait nine months for it for, to get on uh vhs or something like that and they would just have this it big was so long massive release and it was just like and like yeah frozen was cool like frozen frozen was a good movie it's decent. Like, decent. Yeah, well, like for in this day and age, like you know, the kids, like you know, I could see how Frozen would be very good. Like Frozen was a good movie. Like Lion King was a great movie. Like it was great. Like, <laughs> like if you go, if even if you listen to like the, if you listen to the music, like the amount of detail when it's, and like yeah, if you like yeah. in his heyday, like <clears throat> the Little Mermaid, it's all the same guy, right? Uh, Al, what, the the music was Alan Menken, I think. Okay. Yeah, and he did. I think he did. Uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I know he did Aladdin, which was amazing. Yes. Uh, I think he did The Little Mermaid too. I think so. And Beauty and the Beast. And Beauty and the Beast. He that was, was like heavy that hitters. Was fa- that was right my favorite back to movie. Back to back. That was my favorite Disney movie, like Beauty and the Beast. Like I just love that. Maybe yeah. I think it was just like how it felt. Like it, I, it came out around Christmas. It was cold outside, so you had to like be bundled in. And I would just watch that movie, and I would know it verbatim, but. Like growing up, I was like, "Damn!" Probably the Lion King was like, "Lion King was our generation's Frozen." Basically, it, was, it felt huge. I don't even. You can't compare the two. You just can't. As far as just like boom wise, not not like on a movie level, but just like the the way the the way but, it trended like they, crazy. But they were. But if you think it's just a masterpiece, it's still like it was hand drawn. It was <laughs> the amount of TLC that went into that thing. Yeah. It was like, because they pulled out all the stops, like between the music, you could feel like it probably took. It's partially based on Hamlet. Yeah, but even still, I mean, I mean I, you, even if it's built on Hamlet, I'm going to go watch Hamlet, I guarantee. I'm not going to call it. You got to steal from the best. Yeah. You really do. Yeah, like, I'm going to, like, even though Hamlet, I'm sure, is great, it's, I'm, but I'm, I'm not going to be singing Hamlet. <laughs> the, like, the, 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 right, the rightful king yeah. is forced out by the king's brother, and the king's yeah. brother becomes the king. Uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy is also partially based on mm-hmm. Hamlet, and dude, I mean, Kurosawa and everybody—they've everybody's stolen from Shakespeare. It's just fucking yeah. what you do. But it's, I, guess, I guess it's the journey and the interpretation, because there's only so yeah. many stories. I mean, you're never you're yeah. never gonna you know, but just writing wise, you're never gonna tell a, a new story. There is no, there are no new stories, but just the the journey was. The journey was there. Just that's your all-time favorite uh, Disney movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was a Beauty and the Beast was always, but it's like it was close. But that, right? I don't know. For me, I think my favorite is probably <laughs> Aladdin. Aladdin was was really good too. I really liked Aladdin. The combo but... of him and the genie, like Robin Williams' genie, that was fucking awesome. He man. was he was amazing. That, that, that was very amazing too. Like, <clears throat> like those were great movies, but still, I just think like just. The complete packaging, like everything, just like the whole experience. I just think The Lion King was. Uh, that's it, man. They had everything. Like, like, uh, like Aladdin never made me cry when oh, I was a kid. Well, yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit more lighthearted, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like. I like. I, I mean, I love Aladdin. Eleven. No, Aladdin no was major great. characters die, huh? But Aladdin. yeah, but like the yeah. first time, like you know, like spoiler alert, because I, I don't know, I. If there's the statutes of limitations, right? I don't think... Yeah, I would say... Tw- I mean, F 10 years, over 10 years, and yeah. that movie's 20 years. But just like... Because that's like the first... Dis- well, you know, you had Bambi, and that happened. But, but for you, as but a kid... just the whole impact yeah, yeah, of that. Yeah. And then you think you see it, then he was like, hey, correction, I know your father. And I'm like, oh, wait, see, he's okay. <laughs> he's okay. And then, look down there. And you think you're like, oh, ah, that's Mufasa. And then it's like his that's, reflection. Uh, um, um, the, bam, the, the baboon guy. Yeah, yeah, Rafiki. Rafiki, yes. That old Rafiki, he don't do it. But um, It doesn't matter. It's in the past. Yeah. Oh, the past can't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that scene, man. I remember that shit. It was so good. But I yeah. was just like, oh, it broke my heart all over again. But, but dude, yeah. that, that that movie is just, I'm sorry. That was that was it. That was it. You know what's funny is... um is um. One of the producers from that movie, they're actually on Facebook. Really? He's my buddy on Facebook. He's rich as hell. Yeah, I, I'm, I'd imagine he made some some good money. But I, I went in to read for uh, for 
for Connie and and uh, and a couple because they were doing uh, Tim Burton's Frank and Witty, and, and I went in for Toshiaki, yeah. and um, and I read for them, and um, I was close, but just just had I wrote him I wrote him some lengthy letter. I'm sure he got it. it was like yeah, thank you very much. He was very nice, but I'm sure he got a thousand of them. You but, met Tim Burton? No, 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 no. no oh, okay. I didn't. I never met Tim Burton. And, okay, yeah, but um, but you know the the producers they were the same ones and they were doing uh, Frank and Winnie. But uh, um, his name eludes me, too. I'm going to kick myself later. But anyway, uh, he's on Facebook, and I sent him a long letter because I'm sure he gets, like, tons of them. And, and he was very nice. He replied. But I was just like, man, this, there's some movies that just shape your being growing up. <laughs> and every now and then you're lucky enough to, like, you know, you meet him. Like, Did you ever see a Goofy movie? I, I love Goofy movies. Oh, my They had God. Tommy Campbell when they were doing, like, the, moon, the moonwalk in the back. Dude, the power line, dude. The leaning, oh shit! The leaning Tower of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, loved, yeah, yeah, I loved yeah. like Ducktales. I loved all of that, man. I loved all. I that. think uh, it, for me, the best Disney movies are Aladdin and Goofy movie. I like. I really liked Goofy movie. Um, I really liked Goofy movie. I liked. Um, let's see, uh, The Little Mermaid too. The Little that Mermaid. That one's good. That one's good. The Little Mermaid probably was really good. Uh, I mean, no, no, I'm not probably, but it was probably. It's close, but between uh, it's between Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and 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 Lion King. But those were all like, whoa, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to this day, I don't. know. I had to go on my tangent because I because I, I can you, you wanted, tell? I, can you tell I like Disney movies? I think most people do, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I didn't know just something of just I don't know maybe it just like those movies like changed my being. They like they shaped who I was as a person. Like I, I don't like they made me want to get into. Animation I think and stuff and, like and, and and hopefully my my best friend from kindergarten is listening. But uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we 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 uh, used to talk about goofy movie all the time because back in the day it felt like like a niche movie. Like it was like our movie. It was like yeah, like they made no it one, for us. Like yeah, because it was so quotable. We were like twelve, maybe eleven, and I it, saw it, it in theaters. It felt like no one else had seen it. Yeah. It felt it felt like it was like it's so such a minor thing. So it felt very like just our shit. Yeah. And I mean, whenever I had Netflix disc, it was one I actually rented it on the disc. I wanted to rewatch it because I hadn't seen it I'm in ten see, years. I'm gonna see it again. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm 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 sure you can like get it on uh, on Xbox or something. I'm gonna get it though. It's around, and people still talk about it. And people have like Powerline memes and shit online. <laughs> that was that, yeah. those songs hold up, man. Like Tevin Campbell, it was, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking man, awesome. They're doing the moonwalk and the thing, and then Goofy broke out. Well, I was like, oh my <laughs> yeah. god! You know, my my favorite character was always you know you know what's weird? All the animated characters I always been drawn to the ducks for some reason. My favorite really? was always Daffy, even though I was Warner Brothers, and my favorite was always Donald. That's interesting. Donald. I haven't really I, thought I don't know, about I that. I always like even even Tiny Toons. Plucky was my favorite. I don't know. I always liked Tiny ducks. Tunes. Like Plucky was, was the shit, man. Plucky was my favorite. Let me think about this for a second. I think I probably liked Daffy more than Bugs for sure because I'm, Daffy was even crazier than Bugs. Because D- Daffy was just he was he, he was he was just great. He was like on LSD or something. He was crazy. <laughs> I loved Daffy. Daffy. Do you remember that those episodes? That was like one or two episodes where they go to like Wacky Land. No, I don't remember that one. Oh my god, dude! They were—they must have been on some sort of drugs, dude, when they made that. Oh, man, I can only that was like going on a trip, and it was—I think it was actually maybe a Porky Pig episode. But it, look up Wacky Land or Wacko Land. It was, dude. It was fucking nuts. We flipped it up to Warner Brothers. Yeah, but I, I loved—I loved all the animated. Oh yeah, ducks sorry about that. <laughs> I loved all the animated. No, I, I like—I like Warner Brothers too. Hey, who's that? It's my phone went off. Be professional, but yeah, I, I, I always love Daffy. I always love Donald. Like Donald, like because I like Donald because he went ape shit. <laughs> like, like no one got so hard mad. to understand though. No one got mad faster than Donald. <laughs> like, Let me ask you some real OG shit right now. Did up? you see Three Caballeros? Yes. Oh wait, no. I, I think. Uh, no, no, I didn't see it. Okay, so da- I think Daffy's in. It. I think yeah. some other minor, minor characters are in it. No, they mainly Daffy's go to Donald. I mean Donald. I'm yeah. sorry, I keep getting them fucking mixed up. It was Don- mm-hmm. It's Disney. It's a Disney movie, mm-hmm. and it's like half live action. It looks like it was made in the '60s or something, but it's like it's like half like a travel video to South America, and half like a Disney movie with them just they're just like hanging out, moving. I don't know. I haven't seen it in years, but we used to watch the shit out of the movie when we were kids, and I think that's one of the first talk about like 
being like a cornerstone of what defines your being. Like, I think I kind of got into like travel in general from yeah. watching that, that fucking movie. Think of, uh, speaking of threes and yeah, I know you saw Three Amigos, right? Um, no. Oh, are you serious? I've never seen that. I've never seen Caddyshack. I haven't seen a bunch of these movies, man. man. Killing me. <laughs> you did not see Three Amigos. No, but I mean, you I go ahead. Steve I'm sure. Martin, Chevy Chase, and uh, and and oh my god. Here's uh, the thing: I never Martin watch short. I never watch movies on TV. I don't. When people say, "Oh, it's on TV all the time," I'm like, "No, no." But growing up, you had to because there was nothing else to do. I play video games more, man. I I don't know. I never. I never. I you, never watch TV still, online. Like three. That was almost what you. You would have had to have been on Nintendo for Three Amigos. Oh my! That was, I love that's that's another movie that shaped my my band too. Between that one, Princess Bride, I know you've seen that. That one I have seen. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, that please, one I have seen. Please tell me you've seen. It. Like I am. I was. I'm not left handed. Um, I was so young watching that, and my brothers we watched it all together. I think it was like our first time hearing the word coward. And we would like do like sword fencing fights and call each other cowards all the time. And that's the main. That's my main. I probably haven't seen it since I was like eight, oh, but I have man. seen you it. See it again. It's so good. Everybody says it holds up. It's yeah. It, it's, Everybody it's says really it. good. Yeah. What else was it? Um, <clears throat> the Three Amigos, Princess Bride. Uh, do you ever see Inner Space? Inner Space with uh, Martin Short. No. Oh, you never saw Interspace? I haven't even heard of this one. I've heard of Three Amigos, of course. You but. never heard of Interspace? Because um, I used to watch Little Shop of Horrors. I've seen that. Oh, this, like I, I watched that with Rick Moranis. Like, I had the VHS, and then one of the previews was Interspace on there. <laughs> and I just remember, I was like, I wanted to see that. It's like where this guy, he like he got shrunken into this ship, and then he um, he got injected. I think he was... Was it Patrick Swayze? He got, Martin Short got injected into... Uh, no, I think Patrick Swayze got injected into Martin Short, and he's kind of like he had like voices. He had his voice in his head, and he kind of like piloted him into this, and just pilot him. But you've seen it, or you've seen the trailer? No, no, I saw the movie. Like, what'd you think? I loved it. it I don't remember <laughs> the shape movie. your being. Yeah, well, I know well, it didn't shape my being, but I mean that was just one of the movies coming up that I really loved. Little Shop of Horrors did. I, you know, I didn't like that when I was a kid. Oh, you're crazy! That I was so... I, you know what? Though, though I, I didn't. I hated musicals. And I, I hated the music. I hated the music in Disney movies when I was a kid. Oh wow! Like which ones? All of them, even the ones in Aladdin. The little, uh, the, oh, are you serious? When I was you're a kid, you're not, hear, you're not hear as me. an adult. Once I, I, under, just... I like it. As an adult, I like it more. But when I was a kid, I was like, oh my god, I just want to get to the story now. Oh, are you serious? I thought yeah. it was shit. Fun stuff ahead of the law, man. That's all, and that's no joke. I mean, These yeah, guys yeah. don't appreciate them, bro. You don't remember? You know, that? I, I, it was that was the all oh, the music was the yeah. best part. No, not for me. When I was a kid, no, oh, not man. at all. I, I never liked musicals. But even even Beauty and the Beast, like LeFou. It's true, LeFou. I've got my sights set on that one. No, no. I, oh my gosh! All of it. I didn't like You're a, crazy. a single song. I liked Akuna Matata, maybe. Oh man, I'm because sorry. that one was so. Fun. You know what? You know what? I did actually sort of like that, like jazzy Jungle Book thing when I was a kid. I remember liking that because they were just so goofy in it. Oh uh, yeah, but that was that's like so old school. Oh man, I'm sorry. Sorry, bro. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That was another one too. Oh, I fucking love that one. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh my that, God, well, that and Men of so Tights. Great. Men Tights was funny. I fucking love Men in Tights, man. Yeah, but Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, it's like seeing uh, uh, Morgan Freeman as a Zim. Oh yeah. my gosh! Was, I that, had, was that a breakout role for him, or was it Glory? No, 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 no. no. Um, he, um, what was it? No, I think Lean on Me was not Glory. I can't. Or he was already famous by then. Uh, yeah, he was famous before. Uh, I think. Damn, I got, I, I'm pretty sure it was Lean on Me, Joe Clark. Okay, okay. He's going to crazy show when I call me Batman. You remember that? you never seen Lean on Me. Lean on Me? No, I... Who's in that again? Morgan Morgan Freeman. Freeman. He plays the the principal, like Joe Clark. It's not coming to mind. Oh, man. It's not coming to mind. Yeah, oh, man. You're supposed to be from Atlanta. (laughs) Wow. You're supposed to know about Fair Eastside. Wow. Oh, no. I missed it. That was a good one. It was... I remember uh, the the beginning of it gave me nightmares, though, when... um, 
there was a part where they were like showing how bad the school was, and then they're playing "Welcome to the Jungle." They're like, <laughs> like you see, like you see how fucked up the school was, and then this dude got in a fight with like a drug dealer, and he just kept banging his head on the floor, and it got all bloody, and his eyes rolled back in his head, like that shit. Fucked me was this up, a movie honestly. where like Morgan Freeman's like a motivational teacher that, that comes to an inner city school? Yeah, he's turn a principal. It all around? He's a principal that okay. cleans shit up. Yeah, Joe Clark. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, that. Okay, that movie. New Jack City was another one too. Please tell that me was something. Wesley Snipes' breakout role, but I haven't seen it. Um, did no, no, I think was that his break? Because uh, he did more better blues. I don't know if that was it. Um, but that one was another one like. That one and well, Spawn too. Spawn. I mean, Spawn. I've seen Spawn. Yeah, Michael Jai White. Yeah, I was like, that's like the. F- See, like, yeah, yeah, and Blade too. The first Blade, like, I think that probably pretty much set it up for the first superhero movies. Like, there you go. Well, people talk about this, so that was right. That was a little bit, a little bit after Batman and Robin, which basically killed the superhero genre. And then they started releasing Blade, and it was like, ah, we're picking up steam again. Yeah, but like from Marvel though, like Blade definitely got it. You have to accredit it was it was rated Blade. R, but so it's sort of different. But yeah, it did it did put a lot of steam back into superhero movies in general. Because yeah, I mean that was that that first Blade was. Ooh, it was the awesome. second one too. Awesome. Blade two. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I never saw the third one though. Uh, I don't. I didn't see the third one. I don't think anyone saw it. Um, they were cool. Uh, they were cool though. They were the gross as fuck, too. man. The second one was dope as fuck too, man. Oh, he dude, was Del, Blade was Del like Toro. Yes, Glade, Blade was like a Glade. side character. I'm sorry, Glade. Glade, uh, <laughs> you spray Glade. in your room. <laughs> Great. No, but Blade, Blade was a a side character in like the uh, the Dracula horror comics in, mm-hmm. in Marvel in the seventies. Was dope. And then people started like Blade a lot more, and so. Had his own series, and then of course had the movies. And now Marvel is talking about doing Blade again, probably as a Netflix series, maybe. But it might be a girl. It might be a girl fighting them. I can see that. So they they thought they probably won't go back to Wesley Snipes, but. Oh, I would like for them to at least put it in there so you could see him pass a torch. Yeah, or, yeah, maybe or like or maybe a, train up. That would be like dope an Obi Wan type. Even have them both in, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wes Wes he's got another TV show come out right now. I mean, he's yeah. got another, he's got another, he's he's working on another one right now. They were actually shooting at North Hollywood. Um, um, what was it like? I think it was Friday. But he's got another show coming out. I like Wes, man. That's like another another dude that shaped my being as a kid. Like white man can't jump. Have oh, you seen dude. that? Oh my god! Oh, what here? I, like, I love oh. I love that movie, dude. Kadeem, I fucking love that movie. Kadeem Hardison, Kadeem Hardison was in. <laughs> That's dude. That that movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I it was weird. I was I was actually way into that when I, I was a kid. Love that yeah. Money Train. I loved him seeing him and Woody Harrelson together. Do you see Money Train? I don't. I I, I don't think so. I think actually, it was J, J, uh, Jennifer Lopez's first like. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? I might have seen that once and forgot most of it. But they were like brothers and shit like that. They were but I remember cops. the scenes like White Man Can't Jump. He's like, "Oh, you think I'm a chump or some shit?" He's like faking it the whole time. Uh, oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then he like can actually play. Yeah, he's like see. Uh, black people would rather look bad and lose. While, I mean, look good and lose. But white people would rather look bad and win. Does he say that? Yeah, like it was so good. It was it's such a good fucking movie. Rosie Perez was in there. She's on Jeopardy, right? In the movie? Yeah, She's yeah, yeah. Tra- training for Jeopardy. Yeah, I remember that. Fool, she start with the letter Q. I can't even do it. <laughs> it was so bad. Yes, yes, yes. I fucking and I got five more. That's a great movie. Oh my god, I love those movies. Yeah. Well, we're almost at an hour. I think that's a good. Uh, I think it's a good little segue. We had we a talked to of- Mi- Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, Batman and philosophy, and then Disney's movies, yeah. <laughs> and then whatever the fuck else. It was, we had a cra- this crazy episode. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with somebody's phone is going off. I think it's your phone. No nah, man, be professional. Well, anyway, thank you, you so buddy. much for joining us again this week on American Otaku. Uh, be sure to make sure that you check us out on um, on Twitter. On Twitter, and uh, we have we'll be having a interview with MC Ren himself from Straight Outta Compton, the number one movie three weeks in a row. Out of this Hodge, I'll be uploading that 
fairly soon. So check that out. And um, if you want to see the the actual on-camera interview, it'll be on Channel Phoenix, P-H-I-N-E-Q-X, Phoenix Entertainment, the People's Channel on YouTube. Again, I've been Chris J. Alex. I'm Andrew Bush, Thunder Wolf, Li- Thunder Wolf Live on Twitter. See, you need to practice that. Say it again. <laughs> Andrew Bush, Thunder Wolf Live on Twitter. Ten years later, you got it. Signing off. Signing off. See y'all soon.